Welcome to another episode of Deadly Discussions. I'm your host, Isaac Carrison, and before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the uh, traditional landowners on whose land we record, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Now, today I have um, Noon Vandersilk, and as you can tell, the name is quite unique, and the story behind such a name is uh, even more uh, unique. I've met uh, Noon while I was um, sharing an office at our community house up in North Melbourne, and over time, got to sort of cross paths, have a few, few, few conversations, and was like, wow, this story, these gems that he drops, needs to be recorded and told the whole world um, at our community house up in North Melbourne. Oh, I'm doing a plug for no reason here. Um, Dennis will have to thank me for this one. Um, we have all social enterprises in the building, indigenous businesses, uh, different non-for-profits, and our common goal is for the common good. And so, yeah, I'd like to get started. So welcome to the show, Noon. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Very, very excited. That's that's good. That's good that you're very excited. So um, we record up here at uh, Kilsyth, so at the foot of the Dannyongs. Um, I know your story involves the Dannyongs a little bit. Sort of you grew up in this area, I think, as well, but I'll let you share. Um, well, let's start with the name, Noon. Where does the name come from? Yeah. So, well, the, the story behind that is basically... I my family kind of grew up on this ashram community, which is like a little Buddhist community that was based out in Healesville. And the community was kind of centered around this this one person who was roughly the leader of the community. Okay, so it's a cult. <laughs> could be, could be, could be a cult. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's still, it's still around now. I think they're, they're wow. kind of, they're on one of the islands. They're, they're on like Fiji. They, they oh, wow. Live on Fiji. That's a bit of a migration. They're like yeah. ducks. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. continue on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, hooked. So basically the, the kind of the leader, he, um, he handed out names to all the children that were born. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends kind of at the time also had uh, interesting names. I've, I've asked a few people to see if the names yeah. are weird because I don't 100% know if they're weird. Yeah. But some of my friends were called uh, Leela, Lena. I don't think these are weird names. Kai. Yeah. I think yeah, Kai is normal. kind of common now. Yeah, I yeah. had one friend whose name was Candle. Candle. Is that a weird name? Probably I, th- I think weird. that's quite uh, <laughs> peculiar. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then of course, <laughs> Noon. Which, uh, which is, which is, yeah, my you got name. the gem, you got the symmetrical right, name. Solid, That's yeah, right. Spell yeah. it backwards, same thing. And upside down. You upside can, d- in wow. capitals, you can, Efficient. You can rotate it like Efficient. So. Yeah. And I suppose that goes into efficiencies. Um, we talk about, <laughs> you want to talk about what you do now and then we'll go back to the story. So what do you do for your day to day? Yeah. Right now I'm basically, we, I kind of teach people how to do AI. Yeah. Okay. So yep. both on the technical front and the kind of strategic front. Yeah. Well, and we'll go into the business and probably the story and how you get there. So let's take it right back. So born in a cult, yeah. inverted commas, um, raised up in here in the bush. Mm-hmm. Um, school. Did you go to school? Yeah, so I did I did go to school in the in the city and they also had a school on the ashram. So I briefly yep. went to school on the ashram for for maybe six months or so. Yeah. Um but in the end in the end I ended up going to school we actually lived in uh, kind of Baldwin area. Yeah, okay. So, nice area. But I think I was, I was chatting to my partner Gala last night and yep. she was saying what was a little bit different about the way that I lived is because we were still a part of the community, we yep. lived in kind of houses with a bunch of other families. Yeah, yeah. So there would be three or four other families that we lived in with kids around. Yeah. Kids. So did that really 
I can't exactly remember, but for probably at least 10 years or something like that. Yeah, wow. At least eight, eight to 10 years. And um, for those who know my story, and I've shared briefly with you, I also was in an, a questionable community that was more of a cult. Sure. Um, and there's aspects in those communities that you just don't find anywhere else, isn't it? It's sort of a sharing the food, farming together, working together. Um, everything's like closely knit, which sort of gives way for some more um, questionable things. But, yeah. um, you know, would you like to share more? I think I think what I kind of noticed was, I mean, obviously as just a kid, I, I kind of, the feeling I got basically was just like, I, I really mostly got, I have to say, entirely got a positive feeling out of it. Yeah, It yeah. was just really like a kind of close, connected community of friends is yep. how I felt it. And we, I think maybe I remember we had to do a bit of like yoga and meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which I don't think I was probably neither here nor there on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what my parents, what my mom, Marianne, um, did say to me uh, recently yeah. is the reason she kind of ended up distancing herself from from the community a bit yeah is she kind of wanted me to be able to make my own decision about whether or not to be involved yeah and i think i have to say i really appreciate her doing that because i think would just let me feel like i'm able to make my own decisions yeah i think that's so important for anyone who grows up in any sort of cultural or religious upbringings having the tools to sit back and, you know, work it out for yourself, whether yeah. something you want to continue in. And um, and if people do, I, th- I find those people are much more dedicated and, um, you know, all in on that yeah. idea or worldview or whatever yeah. the ideology might be. So you're in the cult, you come to school, come to normal school. Yeah. Um, was that a bit of a shift, a bit of a change, just sort of like welcome to the yeah. outside world? It was very, it was very, very hard for me, I have to say. I think yeah. like, I think... I think I basically just didn't integrate very well with the other yeah. kids. And yeah. they, they definitely, like my name was a huge issue. And yeah. actually when I was, I think when I was about like nine or 10, yeah. I asked Marianne if I could change my name. Yeah. And so I changed, I changed my name briefly to a very, um, my name was Mike. Mike. Yeah, so actually leg- like legally changed my name Wow. when I was nine. So Marianne kind of changed it for me. Yep. And then, and I just one question. You said Marianne, your mum. Yeah. Why do you, Why do you say Marianne? Uh, I just she she kind of when we were when I was growing up, she kind of just she she, she would she she kind of didn't want to identify necessarily as like she she kind of I think her explanation is kind of like she's a whole independent person. Yeah. She's not just a mum. Yeah. She's yeah. Marianne, and she like lives life and does things. Yeah. And yeah. she kind of really bred in me like a you know a sense of like everyone's kind of equal you know it's like yep. well you're, you're a parent but like i can just call you by your name yeah and so i've kind of always called um well everyone just by their name rather than kind of like their their, their title or something yeah cool makes sense yeah different but it makes sense weird. yeah <laughs> probably yeah um fantastic and so school you're going to school um you finish school do you go university no i didn't i didn't i really didn't do very well in school yeah so so basically didn't get enough marks to go to university yeah so i went to tafe yeah okay so i did um two years of tafe i studied uh it computer systems something like that yeah and i i have to say i found tafe exceptionally useful for me yeah because i was really like hands-on kind of practical yep. person. I, I wasn't yep. ready to do any theory or anything like that. Yeah, wow. Because um, when I think of 
artificial intelligence, I think of having strong math brains. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you say hands-on, it's sort of like I get confused because it's yeah. like, well, what do you mean? Isn't it like on computers with like MS-DOS or something, you know, <laughs> typing with yeah. two fingers? Yeah. Um, so how did you find it going to like TAFE with the hands-on and then you had to get into theory and learning about math? Yeah, sort of come because you were experiencing the end result. Therefore, you studied a lot of the like more, you know, theory challenges or no i think actually i had a kind of a long journey really into ai so basically i i studied this kind of it i taught myself programming on, yep. the, on the side I, the one memory that's kind of burned into my head is that my mom marianne told me um one time she's like if you learn to touch type we'll buy you a laptop and i was really? like i was like in year i don't know whatever eight or yeah, yeah or something yeah and i just and i was like that's it i'm, I'm learning to touch type because i yeah. need a laptop and laptops then were like five thousand yeah. dollars so insanely <laughs> yeah. insanely yeah, expensive <laughs> and i just remember i learned to touch type and i was like well where's my laptop yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she was like i'm not getting you a laptop <laughs> and i was like damn it but the joke was on me because like i learned i learned obviously how to use computers real well yeah and then i kind of was hooked on programming by that time yeah, well. Um, and so so I kind of taught myself programming before TAFE and then kind of while doing TAFE. Yeah. And then really before I finished TAFE, ended up getting my first programming job. Yeah, wow. Um, and in principle, o- almost entirely, like all the jobs yeah. I've had have been programming related. Yeah, so that, wow. was, that was roughly my first job. Then. Um, so when you said you started teaching yourself, is it like programming for dummies or did you just pick up a book or no i think at the time kind of the internet i kind of moderately distinctly remember when the internet kind of became available in in my house and so really i just remember hanging out and to this day hanging out on kind of forums online like little communities and and i think that that has also had a bit of an impact on me on like how i connect with people and so i've still got friends not from them but on different forums uh, all throughout the world. So I kind of yeah. learned mostly through online yeah. resources, not really through books. It's amazing that, like, forums is a bit of a side note, but forums, and you can see the boom now with, like, Quora and Reddit yeah. and those sort of, um, you know, um, places are, are making, you know, advances to try to get in because it's, like, a big thing still. People aren't using the mainstream um, apps when it comes to serious stuff like yeah. cars, cars especially. Yeah. And at times I had to find a right part for my car. I end up on like a Suzuki members forum, yeah. you know, dot co somewhere, and and then I have to translate the New Zealand or the, the American version of the car to the Australian, then find the totally. part. And but it's helpful, you know. And then now you got YouTube, which is like people explaining stuff like in their garage with a camera. Yeah. And you're just like it's just I, I know the world is. It's like there's so many possibilities now, which is I don't know if it's good or bad because a lot of people are like, "What do I do?" You know. No, I so think much. it's fast. I think another kind of really strong memory I have is I was on this kind of forum associated with like computer hacking. Yeah. And one one day I asked someone, I asked just what to me now is like such a simple question. Yeah. But the person that responded, he was so kind, and his explanation so was so detailed and so kind. Yeah. And it just it really had like actually like quite a strong impact on me because i was like yeah because now when i see people ask kind of what seem like really elementary questions i can yeah. remember like i know what what it was like to be there and like yeah. for the world to be so confusing yeah and for someone to like show such kindness to give me like a really careful explanation i thought it was just really yeah. really had a big impact on me it's yeah it's amazing and i think that's like 
it sort of is missing now a bit of that kindness in, in corporate or government or even workplace where it used to be like, I remember someone telling me there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I, mm. you, so you just ask any question mm. with no consequence. You're not going to be judged. You're not going to be like, oh, I don't know if they're up to mm. the task because they yeah. asked this question. And um, to have people to respond in kindness and be like, you know, I've been there and have that empathy. I think yeah. that's going to be the one of the biggest assets um, companies will be looking for empathetic leaders totally. who, who can put themselves in the shoes of totally. their employees or even partners or yeah. suppliers. You know? Yeah, yeah, everyone you work with. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. yeah. It should be, um, yeah, just insane. So we'll go into now. Yeah. So you go get your first job. But just to confirm, so the name is definitely Noon Vandersilk. So I'm going to put this up here. Yeah, that's my name. That's now. the name. But yeah. legally, 100% Noon Vandersilk. Vandersilk, okay, <laughs> excellent. Did, you have, did they give you a surname? In the cot way or there? Um, they didn't give me a surname, no. But my my mum was was married to someone, then divorced, and then yep. she was she was married to um, uh, someone called Michael Silk for yep. for years, and so then they separated. Yeah. And ultimately, recently, when I kind of I my name was still Michael Noon Silk for some time. Yeah. Because um, when when I kind of changed my name, Marianne put Noon as my second, my middle name. Yeah, yeah. But then I decided to change it formally to Noon Silk, and yeah. then I was like, no, my parents have got like Marianne's got Dutch heritage. Yeah, okay. I thought I may as well like rub a little bit of Dutchness on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so then I was like, well, I kind of like if, like I definitely feel in association with the silk. Yeah. And so then I then I just kind of came up with Van der Silk. And I was like, that's it, done. <laughs> done. Easy as that. Yeah. Wow. Vander Silk. It's very, it, it rolls off the tongue. It does, yes. Yeah, it rolls <laughs> it's off the nice. tongue. <laughs> well, I definitely get some interesting guests on here. So uh, let's go on to your first job. Where yeah. was your first job? It was actually, yeah, oh, geez, of all things, it was with like a. Um, uh, like a private investment company, like a, like a hedge fund, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of worked in the. Um, like I worked kind of – I worked there. Ironically, they paid me hardly any money at all. They paid me like $28,000. Oh, wow. And they kind of wouldn't give me – they wouldn't give me any more, so I left. And basically, I worked around different programming jobs for about seven years or so. Um, and ultimately, I kind of I kind of had this thought where I'm like, well, I can just keep doing programming, but I've done that for so long. I can become a manager. And kind of at the time, I was only – I was like 25 years old. It's kind of like, well, I don't really want to do that just at the minute. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up quitting. I quit programming entirely, and then I went to uni. Oh, so wow. for the first, that was kind of the first time that I that I went to uni and I enrolled in a a physics course at physics. RIT. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you've gone. So how old are you now when you're doing this? Uh, I, I was 26 when I started my physics course. Yeah, so I quit yeah, my job. Wow. Yeah. Like I had a little bit of savings. Yeah, yeah. But not much actually. I ended yeah. up having a moving with grander. my mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. have heaps of yeah. money, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up moving in with my mum for like for a year um, yeah. until I got a part-time job. And then I, I studied physics for three years. Yeah. And then I, then I went on to do a master's in maths for yeah, three okay. and a half years. Yeah, wow. All right, that's a bit to unpack there. So let's go. So the job sucks. You're like, pay yeah. me more. They're like, no thanks. Yeah. Is that because they thought you're you're not worth that much or you don't have a degree, so we shouldn't – or what was the reason? They were just like, nah, this yeah, is our actually, budget. Yeah, I, I, I don't – I think they probably just decided I wasn't worth more money. I was kind of like a junior person. And yeah. as a programmer, I found it actually surprisingly hard to make a – seniority leap within a company yeah yeah um 
I actually did apply for other jobs, but didn't get them purely because I didn't have a degree. Yeah, okay. So I, I think I actually did like contracting on my own for maybe yeah, six yeah. months, then bits and pieces just, just around. Yeah. Then I got like other jobs that weren't particularly interesting. And then I kind of just was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. It reminded me of my, a good friend of mine who, when I was at Qantas on the ground, he was reading literally C plus for dummies yeah. um, while we were working, we're taking turns. I would read, then he'd read, you know, <laughs> rotating. Brilliant. And uh, don't let Alan Joyce know. Yeah. No. <laughs> many, many years later. And um, anyway, so he went on to um, program and do some stuff himself, make some apps. And then yeah. he landed a job in like New Zealand and then sort of climbed his way up. And he never went to a formal university, but I think doing that, that would probably have been the last five, six years. He was sort of like right place, right time. And I don't know, is there like a massive, you know, gap for people who that are talented, um, you know, software programmers? And he's a good people person as well. Yeah. Like he can communicate really well. And then he ended up with one of a, um, a listed company. Yeah. And sort of, but he's never put himself in formal training. So yeah. it's interesting that sort of here, the journey you, you've taken to get yeah. to where you are versus someone else who's done something similar. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like, basically my friend Lyndon, who's, who's like the greatest programmer I know, he studied some like civil engineering wow. at uni and and yeah. a lot of my friends that i think are really really good they actually didn't study programming and yeah they okay. studied something else yeah yeah and i know your partner has some True. yeah she was was a school teaching yeah gala taught maths yeah um and then she yeah she ended up we we met while studying maths doing yeah. our masters together um, and then she picked up programming as part of that. And yeah. Now, now she's now she's Works loving life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just so interesting. Yeah. It's, do you find that coming around and having those life experiences does it help you see programming like differently? Like, is it because you've got the end product where someone's like, "I need this to do this and this," and you sort of know those factors, you can feel those factors, and then you sort of work your way back from there. Or I think I, it's something Gala talks about a lot with, with kind of like going to different countries and getting different experiences. Yep. I think it doesn't doesn't make me think about programming any differently, but it makes me think about like people much more differently. Yeah, so manage expectations. Yeah. Well, even just yeah. like interacting with people, kind yep. of understanding like what they're interested in. Yeah. And I think I think one thing yeah, is like I feel like I have a lot of like empathy for how people are going to kind of use the software that I yep. write and yep. and yep. I think I've learned that by just like spending time with different groups and yeah. like i think also living in these kind of communities. yeah and you, would you reckon you're an introvert extrovert what do you think it's more? it's pretty i think it's moderately interesting because actually up until i attended uni for the first time i was yeah. exceptionally shy yeah i basically yeah. would barely talk to anyone wow yeah. I, was, I was really 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 shy yeah and when i went to uni i i actually made a conscious effort that's when i started using noon my name noon again as yeah well. wow and I yeah. just made a conscious effort and I said, you know what? I'm just going to be friendly. Yeah. And then I just started chatting to people and, yeah. I, and I made heaps of friends. Yeah, wow. And I basically became a fully, fully different person. Yeah, wow. That's for our, all our shy listeners. Yeah, to take. <laughs> that's um, right. Wow. So we go into the back to uni, finish university. So you've come out of university now, straight back into another job? Yeah, I had a part-time job for five years or so while I was at, while I was at uni. uni. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I finished uni, I, I basically quit that job and then, yep. um, started roughly kind of on this deep learning path. So the yeah, company okay. I joined immediately after uni was kind of doing, doing machine learning and AI. Yeah. Yep. And can you unpack 
deep learning and machine learning yeah. in about 60 seconds. So people who listen and go, go, what is he talking about? I'll give yeah. It a, yeah, so roughly kind of machine learning is all about just getting computers to learn from example. Yeah. Rather than kind of explicitly telling the computer what to do, yeah. you just show it examples yeah. and see if it can learn that way. Yeah. And it turns out there's just heaps of problems that are very hard to solve otherwise yeah, that you okay. can solve by this kind of example yeah. game. Yeah. And one of them is just like, let's say, recognizing whether a photo is, is of a tree yeah. or of something else. Yeah. And the reason this is hard to write rules for is because like you could be looking at the top of a tree, which is all green, or you could be looking at it like portrait style. Yeah. So it's quite hard to come up with the rules of what makes a tree. Like yeah. It's not just green. It's not just brown. Yeah. And it's not sitting in a field. But actually, if you just show it examples, yeah. computers can just learn learn from that. Yeah, so that's yeah. a rough idea. Wow. That's insane. So if we did like things where like police or different things could use that, where they need to recognize a certain person or suspect they could use. Yeah, I mean, there's heaps of that. There's heaps yeah. of basically this kind of person identification yeah, from yeah. cameras. But there's also kind of more mundane stuff, um, which is like imagine you want, you've got to fly a drone um, yeah. over these roofs yeah. and you want to know which part of the roof is likely to fall in. Or yeah, like where okay. is there yeah. kind of dirt and trees yeah. and trash? Yeah. And it's like you can also do that by example. Yeah. And wow. it turns out stuff like that, you know, certain And so that saves hours and hours totally. of someone sitting there physically clicking on Well, even it's, it saves person hours of someone like yeah, climbing yeah. on roofs. Maybe it's very dangerous. Yeah, wow. Maybe they can't do it all the time. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So super practical. Yeah. So you've done that part time and what happens then? You're over it or Well, so what happened is like Ultimately, I kind of me and that company we decided to part ways. Part ways, and yes. so I kind of decided that. So while working there, I, we were doing um, this teaching thing, teaching people deep learning. Was something that I kind of kicked off while I was there. Yeah, and I just really, really love that. And really, the thing, the kind of the story that I tell about the business now is like, well, AI is going to have such a big impact on everyone's lives. Yeah, And there's so few people that are involved in the kind of key decision-making, you know, and all of them are basically like me, like kind of young white guys just yeah. like solving problems that are of interest to them. Yeah, okay. And I think it's really, I mean, of course that's really dangerous, right? Because yeah. like then you just don't get everyone's experiences. Yeah, so you're talking focus. people on on boards and senior management are sort of like going down like one person and saying, hey, noon fix this problem and here's the budget go do it but you're saying there needs to be a change with people in those senior roles like being educated on the impacts of ai and their business that's probably already happening or about to happen with um i don't know so many factors you know whether that's customers partners suppliers yeah i think i think it's that but i think definitely like the leadership teams kind of need to of course become more diverse so they like yeah. focus on different problems yeah i think but also the kind of technical people on the ground, they have what, what I kind of realize is like they have a huge responsibility and impact. Yeah, yeah. So it's like in a company, if someone asks you to do something, yeah. your voice is like very strong. You yeah, can just yeah. say, actually, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. And I think I'm really keen to kind of empower the people that can act like that 
to to act like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's something Gala kind of says really nicely, which is like, well, if you you have the power to speak up, yeah, and the cost to you is very small, yeah, then you should speak up. Yeah. Okay. So people standing up who have come, like you said, shy, um, yeah, white. Uh, programmers probably more introverted and yeah. they know that some things aren't going to work or think but because right. someone's telling them do this because right. i'm paying you it's about training that person to you know unpackage what that deep learning or different things could mean exactly. or not mean to that person exactly that's yeah crazy yes yeah. that's, that's an awesome idea yeah. so your so your business now is training people full-time yeah, basically. Yeah, so so that's that's what that's the business I'm I'm trying to operate. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So our our idea is yeah, train technical people and leadership people. Yeah, wow, so two two tiers. Yeah. Um and I know being in the the community house we have more of a, a social flair. So what's some of the sort of social initiatives or impact that you Yeah. So the kind of the, the thing that we're keen to do, of course, is like support more people coming in and the way we do that is through these scholarships. Yeah, okay. So yep. basically our kind of one idea is to like We'll have one price, but then if you identify as kind of of need yep. or underrepresented and you self-identify, yep. then you get like 50% discount or something. Yeah, so we're yeah. still working with that, but that's yep. that's our aim. And so far, I think we've probably given away like $10,000 in, in those kind of scholarships. Yeah, wow. Wow. Can people train up? And a lot of the clientele are around community services. So they they come corporate. from it. They come yep. from everywhere. So we've had like, we've had a few kind of consulting company people We've had a few university people, um, you know, and then we've had just 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 a mix of kind of like local local yep. little startup leaders and yep. then kind yep. of corporate executives at, at larger companies. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. What's um one thing I like to know is a problem that you've come across and that you've solved through AI that you can list off the top of your head. I mean, well, probably one of the one of the nicest ones that I did back back at back at my old company was related to um, catching catching poachers. Poachers. So this yeah. was there was a wildlife park out in South Africa, and they had they have all these Wi-Fi cameras on the trees, um, and they just wanted to know when is a poacher kind of likely to be walking yeah. around. Yeah. And the issue is that the cameras were motion activated, but of course yeah. there's a lot of animals out there. Yeah, about. that's right. Yeah. So they were getting a lot of alerts. Yeah, and so yeah. they just wanted to be alerted only when it was a person. Yeah, yeah. And so we built something for them that kind of worked at night. Yeah. And uh, basically the, the day, so I deployed it at night, and the very next day they had detained poachers overnight using it. Wow. So that was that was a pretty cool pretty that's cool so use good. case. Yeah, that's fantastic. I would even say that's on that sort of social um, give back or that that trend where you're going out to do business, you know, for good profit with purpose. Yeah, um, a lot of customers you had similar like that, or so sort of some of them are kind of like I've I've had one recently that was like um, a creative kind of project. So yeah, just so that's kind of the projects that I really like. These yeah, ones that are okay. about like mixing computers and art. Yeah, okay. So I, I yeah. get really, really excited about yeah. that. Like yeah. program to find the fake art. No, yeah. No <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic, mate. Well, we'll finish up with uh, your future. Yes. Um, so where are you, Noon Van Silk, in 10 years? Yeah, I think, I mean, ideally, I, I think about mm. this a lot with the brain shop and how I want to, if I want to grow big as a business. And ultimately, I think, all these books that I've kind of read is like, well, actually, it's probably a bit unethical to want your business to like grow indefinitely. So really, I want like Brain Shop to actually stay quite small. Yeah. But I wanted to just, I just want to be like loving life, 
helping people. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't really want a big business at all. I just kind of want to work with people that I like and yeah. support other people to get into AI. And I think that's, you know, one of the tenets of a social enterprise or something that has that um, purpose because, yeah, it is, uh, you know, I always talk, uh, you know, business that's growing is, is good. Yeah. And if it's not growing, it's dying like yeah. a plant. Um, but you can grow in other ways, you know. You can grow in, in the quality of service. You can grow in the, you know, managing customer expectations better. You could grow in the relationships you have, you know. Yeah. All the people that come through that you train and they go on to do great things. Like That's there's right. other ways to grow. Yeah. And as long as your bills are being paid and there's food on the table, then I think that's, to me, is winning. And I think it's changing that mindset of people. Yeah, completely um, agree. Because, yeah, even for us with uh, the Bunjil journey, it's just like there's times where you can have great options to new partnerships and like really grow. Yeah. But there's just questions where you're like, does it take more time from my family? Does it take more time from Absolutely. different things? And using those as the, the scale to measure. Yeah. And most often not, I just find that those um, opportunities um, aren't really that much of an opportunity. You yeah. Know, what's a, you know, a couple more dollars in the bank account? doesn't really matter. So. Totally. Thanks so much for coming on, Noon. Thank you. We look Thanks forward for to me. seeing how Brain Shop unfolds. That's, That's the right. business. You didn't say it before, but True. we'll, we'll tag it so everyone knows. <laughs> thank, it. You, thank you. Brain Shop. So, yeah. um, and that story about the poachers, that's crazy. And the <laughs> the growing up in the cult, that's <laughs> very, very funny. And one day I'll have to get your partner on too. I know because she's yeah, got absolutely. Some, she's a cool some cat. crazy, she's a very cool, cool cat. cat. Yeah. Um, some stories as well. So yeah. thanks so much for coming on, mate, and look forward to catching up soon. Thanks, Isaac.